Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, thanks very much for joining us. We're on a journey this week. We're going to go from farm to fork and then the circus. It'll make sense, I promise. Stay with me. This time last year, Olivia and Joe Morrissey took the plunge. They opened a shop at Rostellan Farm in East Cork and they've been overwhelmed by the response from the public. Now they're working with suppliers from around the area. They've hired three full-time members of staff and a lot of part-timers. They've indoor and outdoor seating areas. They've launched farm tours and they're selling a thousand litres of milk from a vending machine that they installed. Uh, Olivia is with me now. Olivia Morrissey, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, Jonathan. What a year! Um, I mean, when you did this, what were your what were your expectations? Oh my God, it, it really wasn't what happened. I mean, we thought we might open the shop, and that we had hoped there'd be a few come up to us that we would, you know, develop and grow over time. So it's been crazy busy. It's been really, really good. We've had lots of local support, and it's been an absolute whirlwind. So um, we're up early every day, we're working long days and long hours, but it's been great, and uh, it's truly been a great experience so now yeah you, you, so far so good yeah you were farmers already like you didn't just land on the farm and, and start selling milk overnight you had been at this a bit yeah, absolutely so my husband's a third generation dairy farmer um i come from a farming background too myself my my it, but more tillage and um so basically uh joe took over the farm from his parents tom and Breda, in r- roughly about 1995 when he came back from college and um so like he's been farming with the help of his parents for the last number of years so uh i suppose for the last 12 years i was at home we four children so is rearing them and it's come to the point where the kids got a little bit bigger the youngest is going to be 10 in November and uh, I just found that I needed to maybe do more and uh, looked into the idea of the milk vending machines yeah. it was kind of all happened over Covid no, hang, so on, hang, was... hang on a second there's loads of things you could be doing on the farm you could be helping out with the <laughs> hooving you could be I don't know moving a little bit of silage around oh no you won't have to get fancy with her vending machines yeah, so I suppose <laughs> um, I've always helped out a bit with the books and things like that. But um, yeah, so I, that side of things wasn't maybe totally for me, uh, the driving tractors and moving <laughs> silage and things like that. So I kind of had a look at another side of things. And as I mentioned there, it was during COVID. So it gave me a chance to kind of do the research and um take on a few courses and kind of just build up my own confidence in maybe taking on something. So the milk vending appealed and I said, look, if I'm going to be there, you know, looking after the milk bottles and um, helping people to use the machine, I may as well be there and sell other products. So that is kind of where it started from. And we, over COVID, we did an awful lot of work ourselves and developed, kind of gutted a 200-year-old stone shed that was our our calving house and uh, we turned that into a little farm shop. Now diversification is key for farming um, because if you're still trying to do the same thing that people were doing 20 years ago you're going to go slowly mad Um, but what has been overwhelming for you was not the diversification the opening of the shop and the vending machine it's been the public response I mean you ask a general member of the public do you want to go to a farm and they'd say absolutely not but when they came to the question of do you want to go to Rostellan Farm Lots of people wanted to come down to you. 
Yeah, it, it's been overwhelming because we didn't know if people would take the idea because when we were explaining what we were thinking of doing, um, I suppose people were kind of confused by it and wondered, would anybody come up the road to us? We're, we're not exactly on a main thoroughfare or anything. But um, once we opened, we got huge, huge response. And we, we opened for the Feast Festival this time last year, which was just held in Middleton, organized by Kevin and Ray Dean, um, Ahern from Sage Restaurant. And uh, they kind of pushed us to open that weekend and to do, uh, you know, tell people what we were up to. And we thought we might close again and just get ourselves more organized, give ourselves more time. But we got such a response that we haven't closed the door since we've been open seven days a week since. And it's been Hmm. it's been fantastic. Now, can I ask a question, a technical question about the milk machine? Right. How is it fed? Um, What do you do to get the milk out of it? How fresh is the milk? Is it pasteurized, et cetera, et cetera? No problem. So we uh, we have 120 um, herd of Holstein Friesian cows that we milk daily and we pasteurize the milk. We have on-site facilities that were built specially for the milk vending. So we pasteurize the milk and it's non-homogenized, which means that the cream will float at the top of the milk. So it's it's like drinking the milk you had long ago when you were younger. Um, it's full of nutrients. It's uh, we don't take anything out of it. So it's 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 really good. It's it's quite different to what you'll get in the supermarket. You'll be fuller for longer. It's higher protein content, and uh, it's it's really really good. So as I said, we we pasteurize that daily. We it's pumped into a tank to a concealed tank which is then uh, moved into the vending machine which is agitated and refrigerated and it keeps it you know at its best and customers can come up they can bring their own or they can purchase a bottle from us and get their fresh milk daily okay simple enough in in its concept Uh, but you decided Mm -hmm. then to sell other things as well is it other produce from the farm what have you got so uh we sell other local produce from farmers around us so we have roaches point vegetables and we have ballyfin eggs we get our bread from grumpy bakers in middleton the sourdough and jack cupperts uh the the white bread from jack cupperts and then we have uh, a range of uh local and regional products um, um all different things balmlu and we have um rostel and chocolate we we have a, a large amount of lovely Irish regional produce inside the shop that you can get and we also do takeaway teas and coffees and we make up our own sandwiches and cakes and lots of different things that that we do so and we found a huge demand for that we we weren't quite sure where it would all take us but we've just followed it and given I guess the customer what they they, they want Olivia I hate to tell you this now this is going to come as a terrible shock there's a blackguard called Jeremy Clarkson who has a television (laughs) show called Clarkson's Farm and he's tried to do all the things that you now he seems to have fierce trouble doing his one uh, yours seems to be a lot more successful than his were you aware of the Clarkson's Farm project because they seem to have kind of developed around the same time by the look of it absolutely so no we weren't and it wasn't until we opened people started saying to us oh did you see Clarkson's Farm on TV and we were like no we, we didn't know anything about it so then we started looking at it and it's absolutely fantastic for anybody that hasn't looked at it but the difference between <laughs> us and Jeremy is that we went for planning permission and we, we, we sought all these <laughs> and things and you get on with your neighbours <laughs> uh, d- 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 
the laugh of it is the neighbours are mostly us. It's all our own family around us. And we have some wonderful neighbours. So we're very lucky that way. So <laughs> well, everybody's been really um, open to so what we're doing. what are the opening hours if people want to t- trundle down to you in Rostellan Farm with their empty milk bottle in their hand and a desperate need for a good cup of tea? <laughs> so we open 9 to 5, uh, Monday to Friday. Saturday, we are 9 to 6 and Sunday we are 10 till 5. Okay, so opening hours. Yeah, decent opening hours. Uh, all the details up on social media as well. Rostellan Farm, if you want to stick it into Google Maps, and that'll bring you down to Olivia and Joe Morrissey's farm. Olivia, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks so much, Jonathan. So moving from the farm to the fork and one of my favourite restaurants in the city, uh, we're going to talk about the Market Lane restaurant and the Market Lane restaurant group. Staff shortages in hospitality, something we've heard an awful lot of in recent years and lots of restaurants are operating under restricted opening hours because just can't get enough people to cover the shifts. But the Market Lane restaurant group is actively working to resolve that issue. They've got a number of restaurants in their suite. They've got Market Lane, Elbow Lane, Orso, Goldie and the Castle Cafe and they've launched a new apprenticeship programme. To tell us more about it, Lee Scahill, their kitchen training coordinator. Lee, how are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm very well. It is a real challenge. And, you know, you go to places and you, you see signs saying, we'd love to be a bit faster at serving you, but we don't have enough people. And that can impact on the overall experience inside the restaurant, can't it? Yeah, it can, yeah. Um, it, it, it has become more difficult um, um, to get chefs. Um, we're lucky to have quite, quite a lot of chefs working with us already. We have 50 chefs working across all the venues um but of course we're always looking to uh hire and and um and train people from 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 zero to keep uh new blood coming in um uh, when you talk to people about the restaurant sector a lot of old tropes get thrown out there anti-social hours the pay isn't great you know working in a kitchen is stressful are you getting that from the people who are coming in to take part in the apprenticeship or is there still a bit of a misconception uh, about what goes on in a kitchen um i i, I would think so um you know i mean it's uh we we have to work at high speed um and i suppose it's down to us to be as organized as we can um and that alleviates quite a lot of the pressure um, but part of the job, of course, we have to work at high speed. It's important that uh, you know we're efficient. Um, but I, I think um, a lot of that has has moved. The, the industry has moved on from that. You know, we don't we don't um, we don't progress um, unless we have a nice uh, environment to work in. People are learning, um, and that comes out in the food. Yeah, and you have happy staff. Well, you'd know all about it if the staff aren't happy. So you can tell, literally tell from their faces. Now, you, you've launched Earn As You Learn as this apprenticeship programme. How does it work? So um, so the opportunity is available to, to current staff um, across all the venues. Um, and we wanted to provide a clear career path to anyone um, that wants to start out training as a chef. So they apply for the Chef to Parity programme through... Uh, the Market Lane website, marketlane.ie, or the uh, Generation Apprenticeship website, it's apprenticeship.ie. Um, I do an interview, um, and then we do a trial um, as well for any suitable candidates. Um, it's important that the that the apprentice or the potential apprentice sees uh, what it's like to work in a kitchen. Uh, so I do the trial with them myself. 
I do everything I can to explain um, how the industry works, how we work, um, how the kitchen works, what would be expected of you, um, and how the third level side of things would work as well. Hmm. Um, the, the main thing is that the that the person gets uh, experience in in the trial to see what the job is like, um, and you know it's it's for them to make a decision as well as it is for. For us. Yeah, the be- I always think the best chefs are are not necessarily the ones in the kitchen, uh, but they're the ones who are put off from going in there. They might be a brilliant chef in their own right, or they might desperately want to learn, but are are too shy or too reticent to come forward. So, are you appealing to people who already work in the industry, or can a newbie, uh, someone who knows how to cook but has never done it professionally but would like to, can they apply? Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. It's for like if somebody has no experience, we're not asking for any experience. Um, so it's up to it's it's up to me to to interview, do the trial, um, assess where they're at or where their potential is, um, and I give them honest feedback when we do the trial and I and, and and tell them what what I thought that they needed to work on or how how far away they are from where they need to be, um, and with that they it's 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 up to the apprentice themselves. Um, whether they think you know okay i can i can do this um and i and i like it it looks like something i want to do um and for me to be realistic and go like you know um i've 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 trialed and trained a lot of people um over the years and just to assess where where they're at and to go you know um you might need more time um or give them some advice on maybe getting um more experience and starting out maybe as a kitchen assistant um, but yeah, it's open to 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 everyone that's interested. I, I mentioned the fact that I love Market Lane. I do, but I also equally I equally like Orso and I equally like the Castle Cafe. I haven't tried Goldie yet, and Elbow Lane is uh, is close enough to Market Lane to say that I've experienced it. Uh, I mean, the group is doing really well at the moment, isn't it? Uh, we're, we're we're busy all the time, um, which is which is good. Um, you know, there's. Uh, a lot of work goes into it. Um, we do our best to to look after our customers, look after our staff, and keep things as consistent, and uh, keep on keep on progressing and um, trying to make the offering better all the time. Yeah, well, the fact there's always loads of bums on seats is an indication that you're doing something right. Marketlane.ie if you want to look up this new apprenticeship program. And Lee Scahill, kitchen training coordinator with Market Lane Restaurant Group. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Lee. Uh, thanks for having me on. So becoming a chef is one thing, but have you ever considered joining the circus? Well, Circus Factory offers training and a creative space in Cork City, and it aims to deliver an engaging, high-quality and inclusive year-round programme for all ages and levels through education and training, participation and performance. And we're going to be able to see some of those performances later this month at the Pitched Circus Festival, which is running until September 24th. Megan Cronin is Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Circus Factory. Hiya, Megan. Hey, hey, how are you? It was always a threat that your parents, you, you know, if your parents would mean to you, say, well, I'm running away to join the circus. But you actually want people to do that, don't you? Jeez, I do, absolutely. Like, I, I remember coming home when I actually got the job with Circus Factory and I was like, well, I'm officially off to join the circus. Can't, I can't perform, but I do marketing. But yeah, that's exactly what we want. We offer classes for both adults and youth to the parents as well for the youth. Uh, we offer classes all week, uh, nearly all year round. We take a small break for the summer to let people's bodies recover, of course. Uh, but we offer classes in 
aerial acrobatics, like aerial silks, trapeze, aerial hoop. We have acrobatics, floor acrobatics. We have juggling. We have cereal. We have so much. And you can actually see a lot of these circus disciplines in action this week because Pitched Festival is up. It's running. It's happening right now. And it started with a four-day sold-out physical theatre clown workshop with world-renowned Spy Monkey right here in Circus Factory in Cork. Okay, brilliant. So we're, we're already out of the blocks uh, w- with the, the whole concept and who joins? Like, Are we talking about uh, are we talking about disaffected youth who want to annoy their parents? Are we talking about people who want to stay fit? Are we people who have genuinely always wanted to perform? Who's coming through the door? Do you know what? It's actually absolutely everybody. You'd be surprised at the people you meet in the stories you hear. You could have people who just want to pick it up as a hobby, people who want to increase their fitness, and then you have people who are actually genuinely interested in performing and making a career out of circus and performance art with circus. Um, like Especially for last year, we launched Ireland's first ever uh, introductory to circus course right right in circus factory and it was aimed at young people up to about just their late 20s and that was for people who maybe they knew they wanted to do performance they knew they wanted to do something with their body rather than use their mind uh, in their career and that course was aimed just to give them a foundation and a good discipline in circus so they could actually build upon that and actually become a performing artist Okay, and what are we talking about? Like you mentioned trapeze. Now, I can't imagine anything worse than trying to dangle uh, from the top of the big top. But <laughs> I, I presume there are different levels to, you, you don't start with the high wire, I'm guessing. Oh, geez, no, absolutely not. So actually, at the very beginning, before you even touch a circus apparatus, there's a warm-up to get your body warmed up and physically um, capable of being able to reach for the trapeze and hang. So you have your normal warm-up as you go for anything, and then you have your stretches and then you go through your foundation. So if you're hanging off a trapeze, you need to be able to support yourself. You need to know how to fall correctly and fall in a safe way. And of course, you're not falling straight onto concrete. We have a lovely spring wooden floor and we have a crash mat under you then as well. But the trapeze is not up high. It is at a very safe, reachable height from standing Okay, until so you're a professional and then you can go as high as you like yeah, with no, your own insurance. That, 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 yeah, that sounds like too much effort. I want to be a clown, Megan. How do I become a clown? I mean, I am one already, but how do I at least apply the makeup correctly? Well, I couldn't tell you about the makeup now, but I'm going to pass that on to uh, our general manager and get them to organize putting on a, the makeup workshop for clown. But um, so you have someone like Spy Monkey. There's world-renowned experts, physical theater professionals who run clown workshops. And even next Monday coming, we have a mime workshop coming over from the US with an act called Honey Bun. She's actually performing at the festival, but there's again a three to four hour mime workshop happening in Circus Factory. So it's just keeping an eye out for little workshops like that. Staying tuned in with all your uh, venues like you have ourselves, our training space, Circus Factory. Um, even the Frack and Crane could put on workshops, not clown, but different workshops, the same with the Everyman. Just being tuned in to your local arts organisations in your area to find out what's upcoming. Okay. And if it's not upcoming, drop them an email and ask them, is this something you can organise? Well, circusfactorycork.com is the website address if you want to go and have a look at that. Uh, it, it is great crack. I know you're, the, the Pitch Circus Festival runs until September 24th. All the details are on the website and you're also going to be involved in Culture Night, which is September 22nd. Megan Cronin of the Circus Factory. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Brilliant. Thank you so much for inviting me. And that's it for this episode of Red Business. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget Red Business in Focus with thanks to Cork's local enterprise office is our video series and that is available now on redfm.ie and all the social media channels as well. We will be back again soon. Fiona Corcoran was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) 
Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.